All right. It's the weekend again, Friday, 5 January 2023. First weekend of the year, Fritz Berger, bloodandfaith.com, put up a great article the other day. Uh, it, it's the, found, the Philosophical Foundations for Christian Nationalism. It's a two-part article. I promise you it's short. First part is philosophical, linguistic, rhetorical. In Marxist terms, I talk about the superstructure. For those of you trained in Marxist, well, you probably are if you went to college. If you've been to college, you probably read Karl Marx, and you probably read, uh, uh, oh, I forget that little short book they make everybody read. And uh, so, so you've got the base and the superstructure. And this flows into a, a postmodern and linguistic theory as well. Uh, Antonio Gramsci, an, an Italian theoretician who was in jail, he wrote most of his work from prison his prison notebooks, and then uh, Michel Foucault, the French homosexual. And uh, I, I, those two men have influenced me greatly, but the reason they influenced me was not because, oh my God, I never realized this before. It's because they mimic what John the Beloved says in John chapter 1, verses 1 through 14. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word is with God, and the Word was God, and all things came into being through the Word of God. And the Word was made flesh, and we beheld him, with the glory as of the only begotten Son of God. All right, Jesus Christ is the Word of God. Jesus Christ is the intermediary, intermediary between the finite and the infinite, between God and man, between ignorance and knowledge. And he describes himself as the Word of God. He's the logos of God. He's the Word of God. He's the language of God. And what John wrote about 2,000 years ago, these postmodern literary atheists, Gramsci and Foucault and others like them, uh, they think they in invented something new, and they talk about language as being the not only a medium of knowledge, but creative of knowledge. Asked, How interesting is that? Not only being a representative, but being creative. Language is not only a, a, a means of representing what is real, but as a means of creating things. Very interesting, very interesting that Foucault and, and Gramsci should come around with John the Baptist, not John the Baptist, John the Beloved, wrote about 2,000 years ago. Hmm, hmm. <laughs> I've told you guys, and I'll tell, I'll tell you until I drop dead, you, there's nothing new. All the knowledge is right there in the Holy Scriptures. If you have but eyes to see and ears to hear and, and a heart to listen and understand, Jesus Christ is not just representative of God. He's the creator. He's the creator, and he's called the Word of God. John the Beloved was a step ahead of Gramsci and Foucault. Oh, I know. I know. It's Friday. It's too big. The ideas are too big to handle. I know. It's, it's a beautiful thing. They've got nothing. They're bankrupt. They're utterly bankrupt. All, you, all they do is point you back to the Holy Scriptures, if you know the Holy Scriptures. I mean, that's the beauty of these writers, and that's what it so engaged me as I got my Ph.D. It's like, <laughs> these guys got nothing. They literally don't have anything. Now they're rolling out, they're rolling out uh, uh, tropes that John the Beloved wrote about 2,000 years ago. They don't even know it. Language is creative. It's not just represent, re representational. And, and language also, by the way, I've, I've written about this. I've got an article somewhere buried in the archives of bloodandfaith.com about how language... Uh, language is rational and logical. Without language, you cannot have rationality or logic. And the degree that to which you have a sophisticated language is the, the degree to which you can have uh, language and, and logic and rationality. Excuse me, rationality and logic. And that goes uh, for the, uh, the languages of numbers as well as the languages of letters. 
arithmetic has its own beauty and symmetry and ability to not only represent but to create new things. And then you take that up a level with mathematics. Take that up a level with geometry. You take that up a level with algebra. You take it up a level with trigonometry and calculus. And, and if your vocabulary is 200 words, there's only so much you can do in society. There's only so much you can say or, or cogitate about or think about. There's only so much that intellectually you can even do. You don't even know what's going on if you've got a vocabulary of 200 words. And if you study Chinese, it's, it's, the tenses are interesting, very interesting tenses in China. I don't, I'm not a student of Chinese, but I have people that have studied it, and it's a different way of thinking because it's a different language. There's no, if I, if I remember correctly, there is no past tense of China. There is no past tense in Chinese verbs. So you can't say, he drank beer yesterday. Yes, he drank beer. No, you said, he drank beer yesterday. He drank beer tomorrow. There's no f tenses. There's no past or, or, or future in Chinese. So you, you end up thinking slightly different than, differently than somebody who speaks a language with tenses. Uh, Joe drank beer yesterday. It's not because they don't, they have poor English language skills. It's because that tense does not exist in, Chi in the Chinese language. It doesn't exist in the Chinese language. He drank beer does not exist in the Chinese language. He drank beer yesterday. He drank beer tomorrow. Anyway, I know, I know. It's a little philosophical. Anyway, the article start, starts off with, with uh, uh, basic la uh, rationality and logic. Uh, and, and I promise you it's short. Please read it. And I talk about a modern secularist atheist who on one hand, will jump up and down and, and, and demand uh, that they know what the truth is. Yet on the other hand, they will say that there is no truth. There is no truth. There is no transcendental truth. There's no unifying truth to the universe. It's, it's all local truths. And, and whatever we claim to be true, it's only true at the moment for whatever power we want to exercise. It's, it's, it, they're really fascinating. And, and in a sense, modern atheistic secular thinkers and scholars have destroyed the foundations of civilization. And it takes a while to work its way down. But if there is no truth, man, there's not much you can do. And, and we're working our way through the implications of that in modern society today. And, and we talk about these people that, that uh, they can't hack it in the workplace because they're subpar intellectually. And, and we, we, we refuse to recognize that. We refuse to approach that logically and systematically and rationally because, oh, that's a trait of white people. Logic and rationality and, in fact, measuring things, science, are, are a trait and rationality of the Europeans. Less so of, say, the Africans. Oh, but you can't say that. That's, uh, you know, and then you come out with it, you trot out these words. Anyway, I talk about these things, and I talk about how uh, ultimately a rejection of a transcendental truth is the rejection of authority. And that their rejection of authority and the rejection of truth are absolutely tied together as antichrist thinkers. That if you accept a transcendental truth, you, you are accepting responsibility to, uh, uh, towards that transcendental truth. If there's ultimate truth and reality in the universe, we are responsible for that. Well, no wonder satanic man, antichrist man, rejects uh, uh, the ultimate truth. 
because then they would have to be responsible for it, and they don't want that. They don't want that. They want the truth to be whatever they want it to be at the moment they want it, and when they don't want it, they will discard it. That's the nature, and that's the condition of the intellectuals in the world in the post-Christian era in European United States. I won't even get into the Chinese. I, I'm probably not qualified to talk about that. Except I already have, haven't I? And then from there, I go on to into uh, uh, Christian nationalism. So, okay, given this, given this, and, and I talk about bodies of literature in, in the philosophical part. I said, we all have our bodies of literature. I don't care if you're a Christian. I don't care if you're Fritz Bergen. I don't care if you're Joe Atheist. You got a body of literature. You have a body of literature that says uh, that these things are true, that such and such a things are true. And then now, of course, they're going to nitpick. And they say, well, these are just theories and this is what we think at the moment, and they're all subject to the contextualization. In other words, they want an out. They want it to be true while they want it to be true, but they can have an out anytime they want it because they don't want to be responsible for truth. To truth. And I said, for the Christian, the body of literature is the Holy Scriptures from Genesis to the Revelation. That's it. That's what it is. And for them, it's you know Freud's psychology. It's your books on uh, um, anthropology of uh, Lucy and the slow evolution of mankind over four billion years, or a billion years, or, or whatever it is. I, th I think they think the Earth was, well, self-existed four billion years ago, and the universe 14 billion years ago. Of course, that always changes. And then Homo habilis, and Lucy, and Neanderthal man, and all this other stuff. Well, they, they came on, and they evolved, and they evolved. So that's your truth. That's their truth. And they have a body of literature called academic journals and textbooks that is their, essentially their Bible. And they say, well, this is the truth, until they decide it's not, until they decide to discard it. And you go back, even in the last hundred years, they say, well, it was, it's absolutely true. In fact, until 1970, that homosexuality was a psychotic uh, a condition, a, a sickness, a disease. Then they woke up one day and said, oh, well, we want to change that. We want to say it's perfectly normal right now. But they refer to their priests and prophets and their holy writs, their academic journals, to build a society. All right? And if you're going to build a Christian society, you have to refer to a body of literature called the Bible. If you're going to build an antichrist society, you reject the holy scriptures. That's what's happened in America and Europe over the last, ah, you know, easily 100 years. Goes back a couple hundred years. Starts with the French Enlightenment which was a darkening, when you, when you throw out the Almighty God and you throw out the Word of God, you're left with nothing. You're left with darkness. There is no substitute for the Word of God. There is no knowledge that's a substitute for the Word of God, none whatsoever. You look at our society today and you say, well, how, how can you come up with the idea that homosexuality is, is right and, and, and natural and normal? You can't. Scientifically, you can't. Even if you're an atheist and believe in evolution, you say, yeah, this is not... <laughs> you're going to breed yourself out of existence in exactly one generation. How can you say this is good and right and true? So they're all messed up. They're completely messed up. And what the world has done is it went after the superstructure, and now it's going after the base. It went after the superstructure of a biblical worldview of the Holy Scriptures, replaced them with, you know, whatever, uh, evolution and Freud and, you know, a Star Trek type of cosmology, which I reject. I reject a, a Star Trek type of cosmology for reasons I've gone into on this channel. Holy Scripture says the earth existed before the sun and the moon and the stars. The earth existed before light. The earth existed before day and night. 
Earth existed on day one. The sun and the moon and the stars were created on the fourth day. Oh, that's unscientific. There's a lot in there. There's a lot to talk about in there. And this isn't a, 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 a podcast on that. But look, there's, there's a lot there. Uh, evolution is a lie. It's false. According to the Holy Scriptures, and I think according to anything that we, we can observe from the fossil record, there is a fossil record. And there is no transitional forms. God created kinds, different kinds, cat kinds, dog kinds, horse kinds, whale kinds, octopus kinds, and they don't evolve from kind to kind. They don't. There's no proof or record of that in the, in, in the, in the fossil record. But back to nations, back to Christian nations. If you read the Holy Scriptures, God, from one, he created the diversity that all these modern people claim to want, but they actually reject it. I, I work with a lot of colleagues, and they'll talk about, you know, diversity is our strength. Diversity is our strength. They yearn for a homogeneity of thought. And if you think different from them, they will do their best to terminate you from employment. I've proven that. They've proven that. I didn't prove it. They prove it because by their own words and actions. Well, you can't think different. You can't have a private thought that you express publicly, even in a personal context. Otherwise, you'll get fired. They've proven that. They're liars. They're hypocrites. They're the hypocrites that Jesus Christ warned you against. But back to the nation's part. In our body of literature, according to our superstructure in Marxist terms, God separated out the different ethnos, the different, in Spanish, naciones, the different nations, the different nations, a país is a country, the different nations, the different bloodlines, Nasir, the different bloodlines. You had Noah, you had Shem, Ham, and Japheth, and from those three, all the nations of the earth emerged. Acts chapter 17, 26. He appointed the boundaries for those different nations and the times for their existence. He separated them. He said, no, I'm going to have this nation here and that nation there during this time here and during that time there. Borders began before the fall. Borders begin before the fall. Garden of Eden. So these ideas are fundamental parts of the Holy Scriptures. The idea that there's separate nations with separate boundaries and separate borders. It's part and parcel of the entire most of, of, of the scriptures that were written in Hebrew. Go read the story of the ancient nation of Israel. Nothing to do with the modern fraud. Nothing to do with the modern identity thieves. But the ancient nation of Israel was of a discrete racial background. Peter talks about his race, the race, our race. Oh, you can't talk about your race. We're all the same. No, Peter did. Paul does. Moses did. Moses started his career as a race murderer, by the way. Just throwing that out there. What do you think David killed? Do you think David <laughs> David killed a lot of dudes? Most of them were not of his race. Some were, but most of them weren't. Oh, we have to have all one. No, all one is Genesis 11. That's Babel. All one is, is Genesis 11. That is the Tower of Babel. God hated the Tower of Babel so much that he personally stepped down and intervened, and he brought confusion to the different races, the different ethnos, the different nations, 
and he forced division upon them by changing their languages. The Almighty did that. He didn't want to bring them all together at Babel. When they came together and developed Babel, he said, nope, 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 nope. You're going to spread out, which is what I told you to do. I'm going to, I'm going to help you along with that path by confusing your tongues, by confusing your languages. The Almighty revalidates what he did at Babel at, at the day of Pentecost when he could have easily said, okay, you're all going to be one now and all speak some heavenly language. He said, nope, nope, nope. What I did at Babel was eternal. I'm going to give you guys different diverse tongues, even at Pentecost. Now, that is the intellectual foundation for separate ethnos with a Christian worldview. And I don't honestly, I mean, my, my goal, I'm an, I'm an evangelist and a missionary to my race. All right, I am an evangelist and a missionary to the white race, to the European peoples, of which there are many, and they're not all the same. Go, go look at a Swede and a Norwegian. They can't stand each other. Go look at a Norwegian and Italian. They're completely different. And, and this is the beauty of it. You can't just jam cats and dogs together and expect them to get along. No, they all need their own place. They're all a little different. Well, that sounds racist. Maybe you need to dump that term. I keep telling you guys, these terms were invented by Satan's children in order to manipulate and control people. That's who invented them. That's where they were invented. Satan is the accuser of the brethren. You're racist, sexist, homophobic, transphobic, queerphobic, intolerant, divisive, Islamophobic, anti-Semitic. And, and, and these people run around together, oh my God, I can't be that. Tell me what to do and tell me what to say. And you're utterly self-enslaved. You're self-enslaved. And you go read the, the patriarchs, and you read Moses, and you read David, and you read Jesus Christ. You read Jesus Christ. He violates every one of those norms. That stuff has to be tossed in a burn barrel. you, you got to toss it in a burn barrel if we're going to get out of this mess. Okay, we've got a modern Babel. you got a modern a multicultural empire that's reversing what God did at Babel, trying to bring everybody together under one Antichrist ruler, which, as far as I'm concerned, the Antichrist and the Beast are a corporate identity. It's not some, you know, nice dude with a, a suit and, and horns that, that we're already dealing with today. That The entire intellectual foundations of the last 200 years have to be rejected. We have to rebuild on a biblical literary basis. If you're a Marxist, the superstructure has to be the Holy Scriptures. That's the body of literature from which we draw. That's our superstructure. The base is our race. The base is the biology of who we are. Who are you? And no, uh, 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 the Thai people from Thailand are not the same as the Nigerian people from Nigeria. They're not. Why would you insult either parties in, in saying that? Why? Why would you do that? Why would you say everybody's the same? Yeah, you take any two men or any two women on earth, take a man and a woman. Why would you insult either one of them and both of them at the same time by saying they're exactly the same? Why would you do that? Scientifically, you're wrong. Morally, you're wrong. Intellectually, you're wrong. Personally, it's offensive to claim that everybody's the same, whether it's an individual or a family or a race. Oh, but it'd be racist if we did. Dump that word, write that word on a piece of toilet paper and use it appropriately. I'm telling you, okay, we're at a stage in our 
global development where Babel is, has come together with, with the peak, and, and, and they're out there to destroy any nation that won't submit to it. Ukraine's a lever to destroy Russia. That's all it is. They don't care how many white Christians they have to slaughter in, in, uh, in, in the Ukraine or in Russia. The more the merrier as far as Zelensky and his tribe are concerned. We're going to tear it down brick by brick. The rules-based international... How many times have I heard that from my colleagues? The rules-based international... Listen, i got a rule for you. It's called the Ten Commandments. The first commandment points to Jesus Christ. If that's not your rules, I reject it. My rule says Genesis chapter 10 and Genesis chapter 11. I'm not rebuilding Babel for you. I'm not doing that. Christian, you cannot do that. We're in a pickle. We're in a fix. And, and, and I'll blame the church like I do. I mean, I know I blame the devil. I blame the devil's children. But, you know, we have the power and the ability to change things if we just believe in a superstructure that God has given us, if we believe in the Word of God from Genesis through the Revelation, not picking and choosing passages of Scripture that don't offend Satan's synagogue, which is what we've done. Well, we can't offend those people because then we'd be anti-Semitic. And so you, you toss out whole sections of the Bible and nothing's left except which the Antichrist approves. We've created this fix. And somebody comes along like me and says, oh, Fritz is racist, sexist, homophobic, transphobic, queerphobic, intolerant, divisive, and anti-Semitic. Yeah, I, I talk about the Bible. I say what's in the Bible. And, and you're going to have to get over yourself and, and, and stop kowtowing and bowing down before the Antichrist. I mean it. Look, we're in we're in deep doo doo right now. You've got this vax COVID vaccine that's killing tens of millions, if not hundreds of millions of people. Can I get into the border situation? Can I get into that? It's an extension of the erasure of distinct nations. It's an extension of the erasure of, of Genesis chapter ten. It's an extension of the erasure of the erasure of what God said in Acts chapter 17, verse 26. From one he made many, gave them separate times and borders. It's Satan's plan, along with his children, to reverse everything that God has done. That's why the destruction of the family. It's not just because we have bad morality. It's on purpose to destroy a male, to destroy a female, to destroy a marriage, to destroy the children, to destroy the family. It's all part and parcel. It's all purposeful from Satan implemented by his children in a synagogue. And this seems to be gone. The church can't talk about it. The church won't talk about it. I don't, I don't know why. It's all right there. We want to have seminars on when the rapture's coming. And all this stuff that is nothing but rabbit trails at the best. Deception and lies at the worst. I've talked about that. You're not getting raptured. You're not getting raptured. And we're, we're, we're approaching, we're in global war, and the, and the civil war in the United States has started, and we're being ruled by people who are actively destroying the United States of America, including Joe Biden and his cabinet ministers. They're fomenting an active invasion of the United States of America by people that are not Americans. They are actively doing it. I, 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 I don't know where to go with this. I, I want to, I got stuff to say about that. Ain't nobody going to come to save you. You're not getting raptured out of here. You're going to have to rise up and say, we have to do something different. It's got to start in the pulpits. The pulpits have to start pumping out a different vision of how the world's supposed to be. And the Jews and the Antichrist are going to hate it, which is the same thing. 
Well, I can't say that. That would be anti-Semitic. Yeah, well, yeah, well listen, it's going to get bloody and bloodier and bloodier until you wake up and you start doing something. And then it'll still get bloodier. It's just starting, baby. But you're too afraid to join the battle. The preachers are too afraid to join the battle because somebody might call them a dirty word. All right, that's enough. Fritz Bergen, bloodandfaith.com.